I'm so proud of you. Do you I got nothing. I'm actually. You've been really sick. That's true. I look really sick. Yeah, that's true. I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> you look beautiful. Oh my gosh. No, it's like really bad. So one of the signs of like anemia is like the dark circles under your eyes. So I'm just repping it right now. Um, Is pregnancy making it worse? Have you pregnancy always. Pregnancy is what caused it. Okay. Okay. But have you, so you haven't always been anemic? No, no, no. Every time I'm pregnant, it happens. It's a the baby's just, so, oh yeah. You, you up all my iron. close to lifeless. Uh, you know, that's about how I feel. That's about, <laughs> look at my eye, like, dude. <laughs> okay. We turned on the lights in here. We probably shouldn't have. Uh, I'm, I'm actually in the room right now with all my kids' Christmas gifts unwrapped. Are you about to try to rap afterwards? Are you about to try to rap after? Sam is such a good rapper. Like, he's really, really good at it. Like, he takes his time. He, like, makes sure all the lines are lighted up, um, lined up. And I just feel like we should all just focus on what we're good at. And, like, I mean... If you're good at washing the dishes and you're good at mopping and you're good at cooking and stuff like that, that, you know, you should really focus on that. And crazy enough, that is like what Sam's really good at. <laughs> Just going to explain our way out of rapping. If you don't want to rap, you don't need to explain. Okay. Listen, every time I rap something, he's like, did you put maximum effort in this? I hate rapping i like, try to be all cute with it i look up videos and everything and it always just turns out like see i'm a good math person but geometry just wasn't my thing i'm doing a podcast yeah um don't you love it when they wear like super old flooded pj pants that <laughs> like needs to be in the goodwill Kyle, but instead the, it's it's on your child. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Who is that? That was Titus. So cute. Yeah, Journey came down today and was like, you never asked Miss Wendy when I can talk to Sean. And I was like, do you want to do it right now? Like, do you need to ask her right now? That's why I, that's why I texted you. I was like, what, what, whatever you want. I'm so sorry. I want to. Yeah, I, I'm like, I did. Our schedules are just crazy, which ladies, we apologize. Like our schedule. Oh, we didn't say hi. We can't okay. start apologizing without introducing the podcast. You trying to get us in trouble? Podcast jingle and action. Hey, ladies. I'm Tori. And I'm Wendy. Welcome to The Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to The Fruitful Vine. I am one of your hosts, Tori Oglesby, and I am in the company of Miss Wendy from Plan Prep Pray. And we're just sitting here today, finally recording finally. the last episode of this season is it the last episode of the this season is the last episode of the season last episode which has been such a fun season it really has it, it really was a has. yeah it was a really really good season now we do have to apologize because somewhere 
or in the craziness, um, Wendy's life got crazy. My life got crazy. And we just, we kept trying to make recording happen and it didn't happen. happen. It did not happen. Yeah. And I it am didn't. so sorry, y'all. But I just I almost died. So I feel like I have a really good excuse. <laughs> I was in a war zone. <laughs> I was in spiritual warfare. No, I'm just fine. I'm just, I the just devil lives in Indiana. <laughs> Girl, I really hope your parents don't listen to this podcast. I'm to my parents. I am not referring to them. You took that the wrong way. <laughs> in Indiana. In Indiana. What you was doing in Indiana? Who you was with? There's just an Who oppression. Who you was with? There's an oppression. A cloud of like oppression. <laughs> Where that cloud that, came from? Girl, I'm not. Wendy's trying to get me in trouble, you guys. But we are back and we apologize. But we also don't apologize because, you know, Life happens, and our main priority is to always be fruitful with what's happening right in front of us. Yes. Um, and we've talked this season about fruitfulness, about what it looks like to be fruitful. I'm getting a phone call. It's my parents. Um, they heard. They heard. They heard. I mean, how could they not, Wendy? You're like, ooh. <laughs> Let me text and let them know. No, but if I could piggyback off of where you were coming from, yes, like number one priority in life. And as we talked about in this season is just being fruitful in all that you can do and sometimes spreading yourself too thin and doing more than what you can right now is a great way to be unfruitful of it all. You know what I mean? Exactly. And not resting and not paying attention to like what you truly need. I know that was a big lesson for me this season is what do I need? What do my children need right now? Um, Because there's a lot. Okay. There are a multitude of options that you can do. I think successful women, successful mothers, successful wives, successful women, are successful because they they look at what's essential. What do I need to be doing? Not this glittery thing over here that's catching my attention. What do I need to be doing? And so that that was just a big lesson. I feel like for both of us this this half of the year. Agree. I 100% agree. And the realization that like and I talk about this all the time, but the realization that like you are being fruitful or doing what you are called to do, not what he or she or him or them are called to do, it's like focusing on your life, what would be fruitful within all that God has given to you. Um, I think a lot of the times we get so distracted what what, uh, (laughs) words, words, (laughs) we get so distracted by what everybody else is doing and like you said, looking at all the prettiness and things that are behind us rather than focusing on what's in front of us. And um, we end up losing what's in front of us and the beautifulness and the presence of being where we're at, no matter where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Even if where you're at is uncomfortable, icky, not where you thought you were going to be. 
I think that there's lessons in just being. Um, I've been thinking a lot, Wendy, about being present in this ever changing, ever digital world. And just like, honestly, that's the only time you fully can attain peace is when you are just in this present moment that God has given you. Not anxious about the future, not depressed about the past, but just here. Um, And so I've been trying to take it literally step by step, day by day. Shout out to Whitney Houston for step by step, but um, (laughs) bit by bit, like just day by day. And I wanted to ask you, since this is the last episode of the season, how have you been fruitful this past year, since it's also the end of the year. Um, How have you been fruitful this past year? What have you been most fruitful in? What has the Lord been most fruitful in in your life? And what are you praying for uh, to be fruitful in next year? I think that this past year, when it comes to fruitfulness in my life personally, it looks like fruitfulness through struggle. A lot more. It's not. It does. It. It's not pretty. You know what I mean. But being present in the midst of my trials, different trials that I've experienced this past year, being present in the midst of uncomfort, uncomfortableness, if that makes sense. Um, being here and not necessarily trying to run away from the hard stuff actually walking through the hard stuff, navigating through the hard stuff, praying through the hard stuff. Like there has been so much this year that has just caused me to go to my knees, y'all. Just like, just straight up knees because there is, like I have no other weapon. You know what I mean? Not because it was my first choice, but because it was my only choice. Um, And just walking through that, uh, in grace, I've had to, I've had to, um, practice my faith a lot more this year than I've had any other year recently. Um, in which what I say, I believe I've had to live it out. (laughs) And Lord knows that's a lot easier said than done. But what does James say? James says, um, trials produce perseverance. So I've just been working on some perseverance this year. <laughs> and um, I think that the next, I think next year, I know that in the past, I've talked about several times um, that I remember, I think our first year that we did a podcast and I said that my goal for the year was to fall in love with God more. And then my second year, was to dive deeper into understanding God and just really um, theologically and really getting into that. And now this is the third year, year, if we're talking about like a cycle year, not third season, but of going into the podcast. And I think that this year, this coming year, um, because we're still on the last couple of days of this year, I want to focus on loving people. Um, I think that a God, uh, a God, a heart after God's own heart 
is one that loves others, is one that is hospitable, is one that um, loves your neighbor as you love yourself. And so I really want to work on hospitality. I want to work on loving people right, but not loving people perfectly. Like, you know, I feel like I got to have all my ducks in a row before I open my door because can't nobody be seeing these kids mess all over the place. Um, So, but I think God is teaching me that that is not what hospitality is all about. Um, And if I'm going to be like real and honest and like just raw, I idolize my comfort a lot. I idolize my, um, my introvertedness a lot. And my comfort says just my family, my bubble and stay within my circle. And so I want to love others, how God has called us to love. And I feel as if we, as Christians, we should have an open door and that, um, we should love others well, whether it's offering food or just being willing to, to host others or whatever the situation is. And so I just want to fall. I want to love God. I want to love people how God loves people. And that's, um, something that's kind of shameful for me. I feel like, like Sam, like my husband, he loved people. Like he's, he's just extroverted. He loved people. He loved talking to people. He'll open his house to anybody, open his heart. He, he Whatever he got, the shirt off his back is yours and stuff like that. And I'm a lot more selfish. Um, and so I, w- I just want to work on loving others. So that's, that's my, I want to be fruitful in. Remind me to send you uh in november we had one of my dear friends jewel billamatter come Mm -hmm. on to the womanhood and she talked about hospitality and this is a friend like a real life friend so Mm -hmm. i've ate at her table i've been in her home um she talked about hospital hospital hospitality through a biblical lens and it's going to touch you so i'm going to send you that interview Mm -hmm. remind me um but I I love all of that. I think that um, you learn you learning basically you were fruitful and practicing your faith, and I think that that is one of the most important things for Christians to be fruitful in. And practicing your faith doesn't look pretty. Ooh, it's, it's not. Pretty it's not like you. Practicing faith requires muscle, requires endurance. And um, yeah, so I think that's great. I'm so proud of you. Um, And I'm proud of you for looking at yourself and examining yourself and noticing like, huh, I need to to love God's people. I can't just, it's something that uh, uh, we've been going to this church and the pastor said, God so loved the world. How many times I joke about it all the time. I'm like, this world is ghetto. I hate this world. I don't, I don't, this is, get me out of here, right? Like we all talk so much crap about the world, but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so, yeah, right. And he, in, in that same sermon, he was saying, the person next to you doesn't need more Jesus than you. They just need Jesus differently. And we need to stop thinking like, I'm so good and I'm so oh much better because I go to church every Sunday. And 
I'm not. How does he know me? Your pastor know me. (laughs) Girl, it was so good. And it's so sad because I don't think I'm going to stay going to this church. He's the associate pastor. He's so good. But I'm not. I'm not loving the main pastor, but um, I, I don't think it's our forever church, but it's the church that got our feet wet again. So I'm loving, I can appreciate it for that. But um, yeah, it was such a good sermon. I'm actually going to send that to you too, because yeah. I think you would love it. Um, but okay. Okay. Now let's talk about me. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to transition. <laughs> yes. No, I asked. I asked. How, how was, like, what were you fruitful in this year? Oh, I think I was fruitful in, gosh, it's been a long year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was fruitful in staying my course, mm-hmm. doing what I felt I was supposed to do at every single moment, at every single turn. Um, And not just relying on myself to know, but truly seeking God and praying over it and staying my course. And let me tell you something, guys. You can stay your course. You can be the most faithful. You can climb the mountain. You can work so hard at something and it can still not work out. And it can still... And you can still lose. (laughs) And I think this year taught me it really is in the journey. It really is in the step by step and not so much the solution or the ending because we don't we don't know the ending. And oftentimes, whether you win or lose, that had nothing to do with it. I mean, I think about Job in the Bible, like everything just gone. And I bet at different stages, he thought he was losing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, all right. So this is the end, right? (laughs) I am. I'm done looking at the scoreboard because if I look at the scoreboard, I'm losing. Okay. (laughs) I have lost. Okay. But, oh, if I just keep my eyes on Jesus, Mm. I'm, I'm, it's enough. It's enough for you. Yeah, it is enough. And so I think I just learned the power of staying the course, even when it's uncomfortable, even when you don't get the result you want, stay the course. Um, I also have been fruitful in, um, okay, my dog's not going to stop barking. Hold on. I didn't hear your dog at all. I hear him. (laughs) dog is big, man. My gosh, that's such a big dog. His head is so big. His head is huge and his it hits is, me all the time. Like, what? His head is. I love you. Bye. Bye. Go find the kids. Um, I said, go find the kids. <laughs> he decides to sit right there. Um, I've also just been fruitful in walking. And I feel like everybody loses their voice. Maybe a, a couple times in their lives, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've um, I've been fruitful in finding my voice again and walking in that authority. Like not being the Lord didn't make me a victim. Like you, the Lord has given you authority, and um, there's some churches that make a fool out of that scripture, but 
the Lord has given me authority over everything in my life. And I, I think that we forget that and we forget the power that we have, the power to say no, the power to remove ourselves, the power to encourage, the power to love on people, the power to be a light. Like you have that power and it's been a very fruitful year in remembering that and walking in that and knowing that and owning that. Um, and then what I want to be fruitful in this coming year is actually something that I didn't even realize until you said it. Um, I want to return to my first love of Jesus Christ and of church and of like, if I look back at my life, um, Jesus was so simple and he was just and church was simple. And then in my 20s, church got complicated. Jesus didn't get complicated. Church got complicated, right? And my life got a little complicated. And then in my 30s, life got super complicated. And throughout all of it, Jesus has stayed the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So I just want to get back to that first love. And actually, it does involve going to church. And it's taken me a long time to like swallow that. But Church was such a pivotal thing for me growing up. And I want to be able to give that to my children and I miss it. So we've been going to church again and just falling in love and pursuing God and surrendering. Like that's something else I've been fruitful in this year is surrendering what I don't need to hold on to anymore. Whether that be businesses, uh, relationships, thoughts, Surrender, like letting that go so that I can be catapulted into this new year. And I'm just so excited for the new year. And I'm so excited to pursue Jesus and to see what one, letting go of things the first time God says, Hey, you need to let that go. Not like, no, no, he didn't really say that from your hand or you realize it's right. Right. I want to see what happens when I just say, Okay. Sounds good. Yep. We're letting it go. Um, so I'm just excited for the new year. I like love how you talked about um, church and how falling in love with God, um, how that goes hand in hand with church, because that is something that I've discovered as well, um, which is crazy. Because um, it's uncomfortable. It's crazy, but then it's not crazy because he said to go to church. So, you know, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> I think I think the hard part is that finding a good one. Yeah, is that the church is not perfect. It's and not, it's not and we, made up of a bunch of sinners. Exactly. I, I don't need a perfect church, but I do need an honest church that's not going to shy away from things like that's the biggest thing for me is we have to if we're going to try to be better humans that lean on Jesus then then we need to be able to fully show up as ourselves to then be transformed by the Lord. You know, it, there can't be hiding. There can't be shame. There can't be shame in a church. And so that's been my biggest thing is like, okay, there's not a perfect church, but there are honest churches and you can, you can find them. Yes. 
I 1000% agree, but I also need a church that disciples. And I also mm-hmm. need, need a church that speaks truth. I find that a lot of times there is this, there is, it's one extreme or another. It's a church that is like shaming you or a church that is like, um, that is like, God is love and that and love and love and that's it. And they're not challenging you. They're not encouraging you to grow in your walk with the Lord. Like, yes, God is love, but there are things that the Bible says, like, let's, let's talk about these things. Let's wrestle with these things. Let's take these things to God. So I, for me, what I have found is when you get to a good church girl, I just discovered that church is a lot more than Sunday living here. I've discovered that church is different than what I thought it was. I I mean, or what I've lived my entire life it being. And I've been in some good churches. Like I've been in some churches that like, like I, I'm sure I've said before, like after my dad had died that have came, that came together, they paid for our mortgage for a couple of months. They they got us Christmas and Thanksgiving. Like they took care of us for a good, a good chunk of time when, when, when that had happened. But a church like how I've been exposed to in Kansas, where it's like, you don't show up on Sunday and and they notice. They're like, are you okay? Do you need me to pray for you about anything? Um, is everything all right? And then if you're like, this is wrong. That's wrong. Next thing you know, somebody showing up at your door. They like they bring they bringing you food. They're um they're they're praying for you for real. Like they really they really pray for me. Like they're doing this. They're doing that. It's like a church that notices when when you're not there and they care and they love on you. Um and they care about what you care about. You know what I mean? Um I went like I said I'm going to this church now that like one of the ladies her sister got really sick. Not the lady. Her sister got sick. Her sister don't go to the church. They pray for her sister like her sister went to the church. They 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 followed up with the sister. They sent the sister stuff. They 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 took care of the lady's kids so that she could go be with her sister um, while her sister was sick. Like all these things that I'm just like, oh, so this is what the church is supposed to really look like. The church is supposed to be invested in its people and it's supposed to... It, come alongside you and walk with you aside from just what they preach on Sunday, aside Mm -hmm. from just the message. And, um, they're, they're supposed to point you towards Christ. Like you said, they're supposed to, um, care. And it's just, I didn't realize how many churches call themselves churches, but they're not acting like the church. Um, and they're not taking care of their people. But then when you go to the Bible, it like tells you, it's like, take care of the widows, take care of the hungry, take care of the poor. Like it's tough. Like that's what he told his church to do. And there's clear direction. Like this ain't no mystery. This is not no surprise. So I don't know. It's sad, but you really have to be choose discernment and wisdom when it comes to selecting a church to be a part of. Well, and that, I mean, everything that you were saying, um, that does sum up, 
I, I used to go to church like that in Hawaii. And oh, you always talking about Hawaii. I swear, Hawaii was the best days of your life. No, no, that <laughs> church actually gave me my church scars. But, <laughs> but, um, but Hawaii was a great time. But um, all the things you're saying, like they come along, that is love. So when people, that is love. And I think that you should know they will know us by our love and by and your what Tori by your what love your fruits, girl and, yeah and and fruits and and I think that you need to un like I don't think love is hard to miss I don't think it's complicated I don't think and I think even the churches that are like God is love I don't necessarily think they're getting it wrong I think that I think that there is this fullness of God that we are never going to know and we're never going to see until he returns. And right now, I think everyone is just trying to do their best to piece these scriptures together, to piece, okay, how, what does this look like to pursue love, to be loved, to, to care and pray for and take care of the poor and the widows? And what does, I, I think every church is doing the best that they know how. And I do, and I do, and I'm, listen, I am usually not team churches. I'm, I usually villainize them, but in the whole God so loved the world, I think we have to look at churches and Christians with a little bit more grace. And it's like, you're trying to do it. You're missing the mark a little bit, but you're trying. And we're going to just, I don't know. I pray that God just speaks to everyone's heart. Like the church I'm going to right now, like I said, it's not perfect. Honestly, I think the head pastor has a little bit of his own politics coming through, mm -hmm. but I can see that that one little mistake doesn't mean it's all bad. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Like that's what I'm trying to, when I enter into a church, like, cause usually I'll enter into church and see all the bad things like, no. and I'm trying to, yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to be like, no, like, Yep. No, 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 you're right. You're right. Even with this church, like whatever they know, um, <laughs> the music, the music ain't my, ain't, ain't, ain't oh my God, the tea. music, can we talk the music about this? Ain't our cup of tea. Okay. Like Sam, Sam and I are dying. All right. Oh, it, we're not in 1994 with like, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. <laughs> So that's what I'm struggling with. So that's what you struggle with. I'm struggling with straight hymns, hymns, just straight Ooh. hymns from the hymnal. Open up the hymnal, we singing, girl. And you know, and and it's good. It's good. Is it Protestant? It's uh, Presbyterian. 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 So I, I, I went to a Presbyterian church this year, and it was cool. So I told, I, you know, I'm like, Sam, baby, he like, it's dry, babe, it's dry. I'm like, baby, we got to, you know, but we got to, you know, let's pray about it. Let's see if this is where God wants us to be, you know, and the people far outweigh the music. For us, though, what we used to look for in a church, number one, they got to have coffee. <laughs> Hold on. Who am I? Justin. Who am I? That is Justin's number one. If it doesn't have coffee, I'm not going. <laughs> number one, got to have coffee. <laughs> Number two, the music got to be good. 
Projectors, come on, give me, give me a show, give me like, and like that's the type of vibe. That give me a choir, like a soulful yeah, choir, like a choir, not like guitars. <laughs> you know, let's do some gospel in here, something. But what I've come to realize is, oh wait, that's not the heart of the church. Like that's not the heart of the church. That's not where it's at. You know what I mean? And so I may not like the music, but I love the people and I love the message. And, and I, I, I walk out of there challenged and filled and um, pushed more towards Christ and towards my own walk with Christ. Not necessarily what the pastor tells me, but just challenging me to get in my word and um, really have a personal relationship with Christ. And so um, I just think that it's, like you said, you can't, there is no perfect church. There just isn't. There is none. Um, but there is a right church for for you, you know, um, because church is important. Think, because church was yeah. important. And if we can encourage any of you, like if you're like, man, I don't know what 2023 holds. I'm actually scared because 2022 was so freaking rough or yeah. I'm still <laughs> recovering from 2020. Like I don't I am not ready. <laughs> I just want to encourage all of our lovely listeners like. If there's one thing I know we all need, it's a personal relationship with the Lord and start there. Pursue him, whether it looks like going to a church again, or maybe it just looks like opening up your Bible. Maybe in this season, it looks like finally healing those church wounds, right? Maybe it looks like um, talking to your husband and and you and him coming on one accord about what you want the spiritual beat of your family to be just start with the lord i mean there's so much ahead of us we don't know what this next year is going to bring but um we know i know that i need the lord in 2023 Girl, I need the Lord for tomorrow. Yes, we need the Lord every second. Oh my gosh, Tori, I love that. I second that. Like, what more can we give to our listeners, or can we direct our listeners, but towards God? Like, I love that. That is just that's it, y'all. Take Jesus into twenty twenty three. Yes, and we will see you with new episodes in twenty twenty three. And it won't be a super long drought. We promise. (laughs) Bye, guys. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas, because this episode comes out right before Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, ladies. We appreciate you. Bye. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time?